Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about things that are weighing on our minds. I am Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub, and I am uh, planning my first vacation to Jurassic Ooh. World after the pandemic ends. <laughs> uh, what do you plan on doing there? And are you bringing like defensive armor? I mean, they I'm say looking- it's safe now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yes, no one ever dies on uh, Jurassic World property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Michael. I am a chaser, and um, I am planning on uh, uh, having a helicopter on standby for right after Trevor goes to Jurassic World. <laughs> um, I don't have the connections yet, but hopefully by the time the vacation happens. <laughs> Uh, my name's Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy in Hollywood, California, and I'm looking forward to my vacation to Westworld. Oh, oh boy. I'm Dan Oliverio. I'm a chubby chaser, author, public speaker, and Trevor's husband, so I'll be going with him to Jurassic World. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. And uh, I plan on packing a sandwich. <laughs> Raptors like PB&J, so just have one on standby to throw the other direction. I will be their best friend. Anyway. Uh... Pat- <laughs> Welcome to the new Jurassic yeah, Park fan is- cast. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's out the window now. We just talk about Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, I did just watch Jurassic Park as well, so I'm I'm revved up. I'm ready to go. Isn't there a new one being released any day or they're right filming? Um, oh, really? Yeah, they oh, had. Word. They're one of the I think the biggest films that is filming during quarantine. That is following all these new procedures that were released and developed by the I don't know. The, the big wigs in Hollywood, yeah. the, the guys with cigars, the, <laughs> the size of the mass that must go on a dinosaur. Oh, can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, no, dinosaurs are immune. That's that's one of the perks. That's why they've been able to get away with doing, you know, filming. Yeah. But remember when they when the dinosaur sneezed on that little girl, that could happen. That's, but obese dinosaurs oh. have a higher risk. Of <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, let's. That's a perfect point to dive on in. Um, Let's to, get to Perry Mason. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, Fold, I'm just mentioning this. I'm giving it a shout out because I've seen many uh, Chubs and Chasers alike kind of give a shout out to Perry Mason. Yeah. Um, but so there is the the new gritty reboot of Perry Mason on HBO. And in the first episode, there is a very nude, very chubby uh character who is supposed to be um basically the guy we talked about michael you know the one uh i think what trevor's trying to say is that in the perry mason episode there is a comedy duo that is uh, one is fat and one is thin it's not really oliver hardy it's supposed to be whatever whatever oliver hardy would be in a fictional universe called perry mason yes got it okay um and perry mason is hired by the studio to basically uh, they're suspecting that he's in breach of his um, morals, morals clause. So basically he goes and sees him having sex with a young starlet and photographs him. And then uh, okay. and he chases after Perry Mason, very nude, very endowed um, down the street. It's like the first mm-hmm. 10 minutes of the show. Give it a watch. Um, <laughs> it's, it's marvelous. I must say, Michael. Yes. Uh, is this is episode one. Yes. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> and it, okay. if and it's in the first back. 20 minutes. It's in the first 20 minutes. It's yeah. the first like 10 minutes. This is how the show opens. Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> um, oh, I, I see a screen grab. Yeah. And you, I see what you you're talking about. There you go. <laughs> Come on. Lo- I'm trying to load the larger version of it. I bet you are. It was just a thumbnail. 
I think we need oh, to leave okay. in the silence of Michael okay. eagerly anticipating <laughs> that's a, the image loading. That's Michael's first taste of what downloading porn was like in the 90s. You know? Because <laughs> you had to wait Dislode, line by line. Dislode. Line by line by line. Now, what I want to know is like, did they have a fluffer on set to like help the guy out? Or is that him like? Well, I, I think that's just there. him. I was pleased to see him. Wow. Okay. Um, good for you, my, and my the, good sir. The actor doesn't seem to have a lot of credits. And I think like, I wonder if they're like, okay, this character has to be fat and very well endowed. <laughs> like I bet, it, like I can see that was like part of it. Cause it's like, you think that was the casting breakdown? Yes. And it's, it's not a, I'm not looking at the video, but it's not a prosthetic. I don't know. I don't think so. It's not uncommon to I use prosthetic like- for a full frontal nudity for, especially over a period of time, but. Next, you're going to tell me that Superman doesn't even really fly. <laughs> what? Don, don't ruin the illusion, okay? <laughs> Superman uses a prosthetic. <laughs> I've I seen thought they it. had to use a uh, <laughs> something for um, oh, what it, the Brandon Routh Superman to... Yeah, supposedly uh, they had to digitally remove his penis. Yeah. Uh, give us forget Remove the Snyder it? cut. Give us the penis cut of Superman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he was so well endowed that like the the red underwear could not contain contain it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Superman movie I want. I mean, now now hold on a second, because Tobey Maguire is famously one of the most well endowed men in Hollywood, but I don't think they had to digitally <laughs> remove anything for Spider Man. Hmm, wasn't it mostly CGI? No, he's well, really no, bad. He wears endowed. the suit. Like he he wears oh, well, yes, that too. <laughs> get we need to get trending release uh, hashtag release the penis cut of uh Spider-Man return. Or People are gonna think you got that penis. backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Release the <laughs> release the uncut penis. Yes. Uh edit. <laughs> Hasht- hashtag Superman returns uncut. Or cut, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of penises. <laughs> and, um, and tucking them yes uh speaking of <laughs> hiding penises <laughs> uh i'm sure i know maybe our listeners have maybe they haven't uh been watching rupaul's drag race canada uh i don't watch mm-hmm. any rupaul's drag race I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit i am one of the there's dozens of us who don't <laughs> um but the there's a member of the pit crew uh yeah, a listener sent this in actually. Uh, in uh, Kenna's Drag Race, um, uh, Mina, I believe the, his name is Mina Gurgis, um, was a part of the pit crew in uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. Um, he is an Egyptian model. And the big story is that, I mean, I don't know, I would go so, like, he's not f- like, ma- like very, very fat, but he's definitely like a plus size model. And uh, I think it was just. I mean, Dan, Dan said it best. I think that the story here is that it's actually a story and not just yeah, like, the news, okay, there's a guy. The news is that it's news. And, and why he's hitting the news is because he is the first pit crew person without abs. Right, right. That's the news. Um, Don and I were discussing while we were waiting everyone to join the Zoom call. Um, it's like the Victoria's Secret models plus size, that are plus size, yeah. plus size, but they just look like you scaled up. A regular Victoria's <laughs> Secret model by like fifty percent because they're also like mm-hmm. six feet tall. You know, they're these Amazon angels. Yeah, um, these are the people that you made in Skyrim when you were trying to make a fat character, and they wouldn't. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And that's as far as the game would let you go. Yeah, um, yeah. 
which which not to say that it's not a good thing but no but I think it's it's i find it funny like, like okay <laughs> well I, I feel like it's a step in the right direction because up until then there have been two body types on that show gymnast and bodybuilder that's yes it. you know so mm-hmm. to have a third body type is is at least some diversity in hiring yeah you know? yeah I mean, there there are a couple famous examples of uh, fat stars in RuPaul's Drag Race, but I think specifically talking for the pit, pit crew, crew, yeah, talking yeah, pit crew. Yeah. I, yes, I, as far as actual contestants so much... go, I think they've done a really good job in representation of multiple sizes. Yeah, yeah. pretty good, pretty good. Um, but that was a nice little like 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 we were saying, like it's something, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that our, our <laughs> that's, that's, that's the first merch? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fan- well, it's something. <laughs> Eventually, one day we'll be able to print T-shirts. Um, but yes, so, uh, thank you, uh, Drag Race Canada. Now, I don't know if normal Drag Race has done this yet. Maybe probably they not. They have so, not. Um, so I don't think we have a mailbag, right? We haven't, we haven't actually dug back and looked for one. No. Um, but do we have a Lizzo watch for today? <gasps> of course we, we have a Lizzo watch. It's Lizzo watch 2020. <gasps> God, it's still 2020. <laughs> it's still 2020. <laughs> hey, but we're, it's more than half over now. God, can oh, God. <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh I, I forgot to make a hatch mark mine. on the wall i'm just broken did i I'm it's broken. trevor's <laughs> trevor's breakdown <laughs> trevor just loses yeah. it live on the show uh no um, let's all right the music's going the lizzo watch ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh well well we're still locked in this perpetual hell um Lizzo has signed a deal with Amazon uh, to basically they are going to produce a Lizzo thing, whatever she decides it's going to be. Uh, they gave her oh. a first look deal for like it will maybe be a movie. Maybe it'll be a TV show. Uh, maybe it'll, it'll be, be about Lizzo. Lizzo. Maybe Lizzo will star in it. Maybe mm-hmm. she'll just produce and direct. Maybe mm-hmm. um, it'll be our show on Amazon <laughs> produced maybe, by yes. Lizzo. If we can Let's start a writing campaign now to get Lizzo's attention. She'll watch the show yes. and then she'll call her show Lizzo Watch and we'll be guests on her show. Yes. Genius. <laughs> um, so much like. We need your help, listeners. The Okay. So when they're. Um, I can't, I'm trying to think that there was a show that was going to be canceled or was canceled and the fans sent in nuts because like we're nuts for whatever show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done this with like drumsticks, <laughs> uh, uh, various <laughs> items. So we need you all to contact the company we mentioned in a previous episode and buy a giant inflatable ass. <laughs> <laughs> send them to Amazon. And yes, yeah, send it to Amazon with. Um, we want Amazon ass deep in ass. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> ass deep in the Big Fat Gay podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if we put out uh, if we put out an episode title that our listenership might double. <laughs> that's what happens when i put out oh boy um <laughs> a- ass deep in the big fat gay podcast okay <laughs> hashtag ass deep. <laughs> <laughs> did we just lose our family rating yes <laughs> did we ever have one i've been rating these explicit ever since i stopped bleeping the episodes like four or five in yeah i think that's wise <laughs> no one's got the yeah. time to bleep our i nobody's dirty, got the filthy time. and i was just <laughs> Eventually, I just was getting paranoid that I would, you know, late at night, I would be editing and I would miss one and people would just go back and be like, hey, you, why did you not get that? I was like, yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it anymore. You guys have foul mouths and I just have to accept it. (laughs) 
ass. So what else is this up to? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, I was almost, I was unsure if I wanted to include it or not, because this is actually like a little controversial. I don't know. Okay. Or it's, it's as controversial as it gets with like Lizzo and we us. don't get controversial. Um, <laughs> so Lizzo was posting about, you know, she has her vegan recipes and everything, but she is now doing raw vegan, uh, which is basically okay. a, a, you eat vegetables <laughs> like yeah, a, that's it. Um, which or unrehydrated pea powder. Yeah. Um, oh, Lord. so Trevor, what is the story here? The What's story the, is just like, that what? she was sharing this video of talking about doing the the raw food diet and i mean she's getting all of the meals basically from a service because it's like you know <laughs> she she's rich and it's untenable to <laughs> prepare it like prepare endless amounts of raw food especially when you're not getting protein maybe <laughs> um, i would just like to point out the art the irony of preparing uncooked food yes i know i was just thinking that like so what i guess they're just chopping a lot of chopping the, <laughs> the example dish she was sharing, she was having some while she was doing the video was it was like a beaten apple salad. So shredded beets and apple. Mm. It was like kind of a slaw. Oh, beets and apple. I thought you said a beaten apple salad. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> I like, I isn't that, that too, yeah. like tomato sauce with lettuce in it? I, like, An no, abused that, apple salad. That's flogged pear. Yes. <laughs> um, that sounds like a sexual position to me. The flogged pear. Yeah. Flogged <laughs> Come on back to my place. Mm. I, I got a craving for them. I'll beat your pear. apple. <laughs> uh, but I, know, I thought it was so controversial because it's like any diet I like even veganism it's like i i get it's more of a moral thing but i feel like the more and more specific your diet gets it just basically becomes disordered eating so my question is like because we when we talk about diet we have kind of two different meanings we have diet as just a general reference for your overall yes food. but the food you're eating like, versus and then a, there's diet as in dieting in order to lose weight which a lot of people that's what a diet is so yes. is do you know which is her goal um, I mean, it was mainly say. just she was trying the, you know, the altering her food intake to only raw foods, not with with no intent of losing weight, but okay. just as just as what she wants to eat. Yes, because that would okay. be so much fun. I've okay. done that in the past just out of curiosity. Like I did the master cleanse thing for like two weeks, not because I wanted to lose weight, but because I was curious if I had the willpower to do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, that's why I took up beating my head against the wall. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, did you have the willpower? <laughs> I made it ten days. I made it ten days. Jesus. Um, oh Lord. But uh, yeah, actually, <sighs> it did no benefits to me whatsoever. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, but they were lasting. Oh yeah, they really did. <laughs> what came after the cleanse? Like, what's the opposite <laughs> of a cleanse? Uh, or Kentucky just Fried Chicken? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I went to a uh, acupuncturist many years ago in New York, and she suggested that I eat no raw foods. Like hmm. that was just one of those things. She was like, after examining your your chi energy, blah 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 blah, no raw foods for you, only cooked. I'm like, okay, all right. Know <laughs> yeah, to do I mean, with that. That's right. If you insist, if you insist, <laughs> I've been meaning to unpack the deep fryer. Yeah. I can't have any apples, only apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's time I, we move into our main subject. For yes. Today. Yeah. Um. So this is going to be. Oh, I mean, I can somebody else set this up because so I'm still kind of bag. like trying to wrap my brain around This will be a mixed bag it. episode for you folks. <laughs> uh, what we're tackling today is the topic of the COVID virus in relationship to fat. 
right? And obesity. And yes. obesity. Oh, and, and there is so much mixed information out there, sometimes even from the same sources, um, mm-hmm. that I feel like if you're fat and you're existing during this quarantine time, you don't know if something's gunning for you or not. Like, it's just confusing. So Dan has done a deep dive into a lot of this information for us. And he's I have. Well, well, as have we all. Yeah. As have we all. <laughs> as have we all. But it's. Dan remembers the facts better than I do. <laughs> One quick, I quickly want to, I, I put this in a different version of the outline, but I wanted to kind of unpack briefly the yes. controversy around the word obesity, especially within the fat activism community. Yeah. And I was almost like, oh, like, do we not use obesity? Should I give like a content content warning, a, a trigger warning? Because I do see that a lot in posts. Um, I even thought of that after last week, because we were talking about the the situation in the UK. But basically, since we're talking about it within the the context of medicalization, medical terms. Um, yeah. the medical industry oppressing fat people with this idea of obesity, um, which part of what inspired this deep dive was last week, there was an article about um, Canada creating new guidelines about obesity and it not being um, defined by weight. Not, just, not defined by BMI solely. Yes. Right. But there's a lot. Well, yes. Keep keep going. There's a lot else there yeah. in that article alone. Uh, I mean, I think I'll hand it to Dan Okay. here. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. So take us away because that, that, that article is like a total mixed bag. So yeah, yeah let, let me just briefly outline that because it's, it's a little wacky. So on the one hand, the headline is that an organization in Canada suggests that obesity, quote unquote, and we say, quote unquote, because obesity is the medicalization of fat as opposed to like, like a bodybuilder is obese by medical standards, but they don't mean that. So it's a very loaded. Right. It's, it's a very loaded term. So that, that's just the obesity thing. So that we that in Canada, this organization suggests redefining obesity, not just based on BMI, not just based on, oh, how what's your height, uh, what's your height and weight. And that they want to look at other markers. And so you think, okay, that's good. So we kind of decouple the stigmatizing and useless statistic called BMI from actual mm-hmm. medical care. And then the other half of the article goes on to talk about how we've, you know, uh, <laughs> diets don't work. That's good because, you know, they, they tend not to, they don't have, a, you know, they tend not to have lasting experience. And there's a lot of studies to back that up. And then, yeah. the ne- and then the final part is like, but everybody should eat right, exercise and lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it still talks about, This this is the part that was confusing for me, and I still was trying to like pull it apart in my head because they're they're keeping the term obesity, um, and they're saying uh, obesity should be defined by a person's health, not just their weight. So they're trying to pull obesity apart from purely being about weight. But everyone in the world knows obesity as a direct reference to weight, and that's it. Like so, what this article is trying to say is that obesity as a term should be used to define a disease that is defined partially by a person's health and not just their weight. But everyone knows it and understands it to be simply a description of how fat somebody is. And so it's it's hard to pull that apart. Right. And I think when you go into the article with that understanding, it's a little easier to understand, but it's still, it's almost like, can we just find a new term then? Because Well, there, there is a new term. Well, um, it's been around for a while. It's called metabolic syndrome, which is a collection of health risks, which being fat is not necessarily part of, but is often associated with. So it's a way of pulling that apart. It's a way of pulling apart fatness from a medical problem. 
and it's called metabolic syndrome. Right. It's characterized yeah. by type two diabetes, and you know a number of things, and not necessarily all of them together, but type two diabetes, hypertension, uh, uh, high cholesterol, things like that, uh, that mm-hmm. not all fat people have. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to their credit, um, at the bottom of the article, they have in quotes, "Diets don't work." So from uh, the the woman who co- helped co-write the uh, uh, the piece. Ms. Zemina Ramos-Salas uh, says that director of research and policy at the Obesity Canada. Yeah. And, and last time I was in Canada, I was at a, uh, an eating disorders conference. And so there were a lot of dietitians. And I was really impressed by the cutting edge quality of Canadian dietetics, which is to de-emphasize weight loss and to de-emphasize dieting, uh, to talk about health mm-hmm. instead and things like that. Uh, I was kind of blown away by how just like common that idea was in the room that we didn't have to fight upstream the question really in the room was how do we get everybody else this news yeah yeah the the thing the one line in this article that really threw me it was it was like an emotional roller coaster in a single line <laughs> um it, it's at toward the bottom it says but instead of simply advising patients to quote eat less move more unquote uh the guideline encourages doctors to provide supports along the lines of psychological therapy medication and bariatric surgery. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the, like, there's the, so many different things to unpack here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really, that really characterizes the article in one sentence. I think that's, thank you, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, a hug, a kiss, and a shotgun blast to the face. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be just fine so, now. <laughs> so this was our, our way of, of tiptoeing de- delicately, gently into oh, so how obesity relates yeah. to COVID-19 <laughs> and how much just mixed messaging and misinformation. And at the very least, like, and I feel like this is one of the hardest things to get across to people because this doesn't make headlines, but it's like th- things are uncertain and unproven and there are no concrete determining answers here, but people are acting and the CDC is acting under the I guess assumption that these are concrete. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we can get into all if that. that just so, if to the layperson, if you're diving onto the internet right now uh, and you're looking up whether or not obesity is a risk factor for COVID, sort of like the first skim you come across just says yes, right? Like all, all of like the fir- the top level articles that you can find all blame being fat on and getting COVID. from the CDC if you're in America or the right. Prime Minister of England. <laughs> well, and um, it's, yeah. I feel like it's so, you know, March we're seeing like, yes. And then May was like, oh, no, actually not. And then, yes, we're at yes again. Um, Yeah. But like, but then if you scratch a little deeper below the surface, what I was finding is like none of the research that 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 they're showing right up front mm -hmm. says fat equals vulnerable to COVID. What they're saying is like asthma is contributing to COVID or, you know, a heart condition is contributing to COVID. Or any of these other things that may contribute to people gaining weight, right? Yeah. So anything that compromises your immune system, a lot of these things are right. commonly associated with with obesity. But so it seems to me that, like, just again, as a layperson, when I'm reading these articles, it sounds to me like the CDC is doing what all doctors fucking do to me when I walk into the office and just assume that I'm going to have high blood pressure, diabetes, mm-hmm. and all this stuff that I've never had in my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so, th- so they're painting all fat people with a brush of the comorbidities that may come with weight gain. Yes. So that, and that, that was may not maybe you know not caused by the weight gain, but just maybe pre-existing. 
yeah. and could be exacerbated by just contributing towards. Yes. So there's a few different things to unpack, and let's just go in order uh, with the CNN article first, uh, which talks about how the obesity, quote, in quotes, the obesity epidemic could undermine the effectiveness of a vaccine. Um, and this is kind of setting up like the problem, like the problem, which I think the next article from uh, health.com kind of addresses with a lot of different quotes and resources. But basically the idea that a COVID vaccine is less effective in obese patients because most vaccines are less effective in obese patients because the way it was described here is essentially the vaccine uses um, an, an inflammatory uh, response to be spread throughout the body. And I guess that response works differently in obese people. Correct. And so that's why the vaccine doesn't work the same and doesn't always work at all. Um, but, but they also don't include the article describes how they don't include obese people in medical trials. Right. And the uh, the COVID vaccine is the first, I think, one of the first examples where they're they're including people they're with higher BMIs, people. but also not right. specifically looking for how does this affect the people in the trial with higher BMIs? Well, I think that's also because for the first time, we're actually looking at a vac of making a vaccine as effective as quickly as possible, as opposed <laughs> to usual clinical trials, which are getting a vaccine approved for sale as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. If you want to include it for sale as quickly as possible, you want to tr try it out on the least risky group of individuals and have great statistics on how it cured them all. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a fair point. But also the, the medical industry has a long history of just excluding all outliers. Like Absolutely. women, yeah. women weren't included in most drug trials. Sure. Freaking half the population right. because they were just thought of as men with extra hormones, medically speaking. Right. So why throw in those extra hormones into your testing mix when it's just going to throw off your data? That, no, that's exactly right. Sense. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. Because again, the, the job of the drug company who does the trials, because you, you literally have the it's a case of the policeman policing the police. It, the point of those trials is to get the drug approved. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the, I mean, that's why you're doing it, because you're the company providing the money for the trial. So when we look at um, another, another uh, statistic that's commonly thrown around, which was actually in our article from last week about the prime minister of the UK uh, saying, the, you know, the highest percentage of people in the hospital with, you know, with chronic conditions uh, related to COVID-19 are, are the morbidly obese. Uh, is the fact that those percentages are always exactly in line with the general population's percentage of how many morbidly obese people are versus the like. So if there's if your population has, you know, nine percent morbidly obese people and then you look at the people in the hospital with COVID-19 complications and say, well, there's nine percent morbidly obese people versus, you know, the three or four percent of everybody else um, spread across an entire spectrum. And you say, well, it's higher there. Well, it's, it's higher everywhere. Yeah. Like it's the same. You're getting the same pool of people, but they're sort of cherry picking that one statistic without actually showing the context for it. Yeah, I mean, to be to be more rigorous about it, they looked at the the number of people being admitted with serious conditions, like and then having to be put on ventilators and things like that. And for one thing, they saw a lot more men, which was interesting. But yeah, it it tended mm -hmm. to track along the same lines as obesity in that population. So where right. You know, it was a case of if it went up, if it went up 10 points, yeah, it went up 10 points here in the population, too. So it was it did, it did track it. Yes. Which and I feel like when that because I have heard people reference that before and that it just feels like if you're going to use that 
as as a bullet point for why this is more supposedly more dangerous for obese people like you have to include the fact that like that's not different from the existing population. I feel like that's a really important piece of information that's not being included. Well, and the other side of that, that's absolutely true. But and the other side of that is that most of these studies also do not correct for what we know to be the single greatest predictors or the two greatest predictors of health in a population, which is uh, in, in America race and the other is poverty. And exactly like we can completely predict who's going to have the health problems if you just look at race and poverty. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> when you say, yeah, but if, but, but not considering that, look at all the fat people, it's a little, it's a bit disingenuous. Well, yeah. And I think that speaks a lot more to how we tend to treat like people of certain races or uh, socioeconomic factors. Like it, it, that's what, what is it in Chicago? Uh, like 60, 60% of the people uh, dying from COVID-19 are African-American, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like wildly out of proportion wow, from the population, which that. is 30%. Or sixty-eight percent. Sorry, I'm looking at the health.com article. Um, versus the th- they account for thirty percent of the population. So it's it's wildly disproportionate. Um, I mean, it's we're looking at correlation here, but it it still feels like it's because people are being treated a certain way, as opposed to oh, okay, well, if you're black, you must be you must you must and just it must be because of that factor right that you that you're dying like no it's because you're being treated differently and you have access to different levels of health care access is different yeah access is very different and attitudes towards doctors are different you know mm-hmm. even even mm-hmm. within families yeah and, and so and, and part of so bringing that up is like there are so many factors like this like social factors that aren't being taken into account when people are breaking down studies and statistics they're not accounting for the fact that people in lower socioeconomic communities tend to have higher rates of obesity too. So it's now skewing the numbers one way uh, when you're not accounting for where they're coming from and the fact that those people have access to less uh, effective health care. And uh, another interesting part of this to me also was the idea that, you know, if you are fat in a, in a society that shames and, and is prejudiced against fat people, um, you are emotionally and psychologically a lot less willing to to put yourself through that shame to go see a doctor and ask for help if every time you've walked into a doctor's office they've like don was saying earlier in the show like they've given you judgment after judgment and made you feel a certain way without actually treating your problems that you're trying to present to them you're a lot less likely to seek out help until you have a a much more serious version of the disease than other people are because it went on to it went on longer. Well, and, and look at the corollary without being of that. treated. Look at the corollary corollary of that. If you tell fat people that they are more at risk, they are less likely to go to the hospital emergency room when they start feeling symptoms. What are they going to do? They're going to isolate. They're going to isolate further because they want to make sure they don't get it. Which also means they're going to wait longer. Which means mm-hmm. they're going to have mm-hmm. a longer incubation period. Which means they're going to probably show up sicker if they do show up. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, if you tell a bunch of doctors that fat people are more at risk uh, and they have to start prioritizing who they treat, they're probably like, didn't this happen in New York? And maybe I'm, my memory they, is a little fuzzy. They talked fuzzy. about it happening. Basically, in New York, they're talking about not admitting obese people yeah. to the hospital because they had Just a lower, like, automatically, they were more likely to die anyway. Yeah, automatically turning down fat people because why? Why bother? You know, when like it wasn't you're just, probably going to die anyway. So it wasn't just fat people. It was assessing people's quality of life. And mm-hmm. so people with disabilities, mm-hmm. elderly people, you know, that they were 
approaching this level they never thought they would. And they were saying, if it gets any worse, we may have to do X, Y, Z. Well, and to be clear, they didn't, this wasn't a plan in the works. It never actually happened. It was simply the natural next thought of, wow, Mm -hmm. what if we do start running out of beds? And someone said, well, I guess we'll have to prioritize patients for those beds. That's as far as it got. Yeah. Luckily, right. but you know, it's, it's in the air. Well, it has gone a little farther, but uh, this is a little off topic, but a friend of mine has a uh, extremely disabled son and has been told point blank. If the son gets COVID and goes into the hospital, if there is any conflict for a hospital bed, his son will be bumped off the list entirely. So okay. it's okay. like, it's already out there. Decisions have been made. They're just not necessarily yeah. talking about it. And I don't know. No, that could well be. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking about the particular thing in New York, but yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it's it's out there. You're right. And I think the the one thing that we have seen over and over again in America, at least, is that there is no there is no defining leadership. There's no role that everybody is following or there's no, no example that yeah. everybody's like everybody's scattering in every direction, trying to make their own decisions yeah. as best they can. And it's going a half dozen different ways. Well, And also we live in a we live in a country where they've been pushing really hard for anyone's personal opinions to allow them to deny service to anyone they feel like, right? Like mm-hmm. my God says being fat is bad, so I don't have to treat you. Well, <laughs> there, there's been no legal precedent for that, but it's already been established for gay people. So right. why not? You know? mm-hmm. Another thing that I thought was, was very interesting, which I had not heard before was, uh, again, this is from the health.com article, the idea that, um, there are, st- there were studies that were done, uh, that show that being higher weight could actually protect you against some of the complications from COVID-19, specifically ARDS, uh, acute respiratory distress syndrome. And it's still a correlation. It's still, it's, it goes the same way where it's, you can't really prove it one way or the other, but the correlation was basically people with respiratory issues when you were obese actually had a higher chance of surviving them. Right. Um, Still correlation, but it's just, it's interesting that that's not being talked about. Like that at least up, like I'm not hearing anyone reference this, uh, and I feel like it just skews the whole conversation towards this one narrative that everybody's in agreement with, which is that if you're obese, you're going to die, die, die. Well, you know, I think they're afraid maybe that if they tell people that uh, fat people have a better health health outcome with ARDS, that somebody out there is going to say, oh, my God, I've got to get fatter. So I'm protected from my respiratory distress of heart <laughs> because there are people out there who are, you know, drinking bleach and, and, and whatever. To oh, try to stay off so, you know, why not? Maybe that. Maybe I should. Oh, God. You know what? I was rolling my eyes until you brought up the bleach <laughs> see, thing. See, let see, Darwinism see, take its toll. That's what I say. Jeez yeah, if Christ. someone's reaching for the bleach, think twice about us stopping them. That's like, you know. <laughs> People listening just spit out their bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, should I not have been drinking this just now? Or, <laughs> or the articles on how like maybe sanitizer isn't a cure. Just, you know, what does science say? <laughs> how do you inject sunlight? I'm confused. Anyway, <laughs> you no people were um, there are toys for that, Don. You Hold ingest, on your pants and <laughs> you ingest sunlight through the best way is through your anus. <laughs> oh God, that's and right. And you're supposed to kind of like anal point tanning. your butt <laughs> up in the air and spread your butt cheeks. For how was, long? It was a uh, God. It was Thanos. Thanos burned his butthole yes. doing that. <laughs> how long do you have to be in that position before you get the appropriate amount of sunlight? It was short. It was like thirty seconds. They said no. 
What? It was short. 30 seconds isn't you long don't enough to get burn anything your done. Anus in 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, I don't think like, I have <laughs> a feeling proper. there are a lot of people out there that are like 30 seconds is good, then like half an hour must be great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it de it depends on whether or not you've bleached your anus. Oh god. <laughs> a fun fact. So I for the longest time speaking of thought um anus bleaching. You, the the position of spreading your ass apart to expose your anus was spread eagle. <laughs> No, baby. So I, someone was telling a story oh. and like, oh yeah, I walked in and I found him no. spread eagle like, on the floor. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, Trevor, no. So like each butt cheek is a wing. Yeah. And it's, it's spread. The, the, the anus is an eagle. <laughs> For the record, no, I did not tell him that for sexual advantage. Dan. <laughs> and I think of it anytime I hear spread eagle now. <laughs> oh, Lord. So the end result of this was, as, as far as I understand, it was meant to be that um, basically it's all correlation. And you like a lot of conclusions that are being drawn are based on correlation and not causation. Well, which and is even if it case. is causation, which is often the case. Yeah. And even if you if even if a scientist believes that it, like there's so many other factors that cause obesity in the first place that it's impossible to draw it back to whether or not let's say the fact that somebody was poor didn't have access to certain things and you know like where it is you have to draw it back to where it actually comes from too which isn't being done so the point was there's a lot of question marks but it's not being talked about in that way at least not in america it's being talked about like you hear from the CDC, like obesity is a factor that will make you die from COVID-19. So I think it's important to just put that in the right light and the right context for people because mm -hmm. that's not really happening. Yeah. Well, and I think also just like, I mean, I know I have been anytime this kind of springs up in the news and it's in the cycle for a couple of days, it just makes me so anxious. But then I just need to realize that like there's, you know, the, the best way to prevent your risk of COVID is to stay home, keep your distance, wear a mask. Don't, I don't, mm -hmm. uh, uh, just everything that like, I, I mean, I have still been doing, Dan has been doing, Michael has been doing, Don has mm -hmm. been doing, you know, take precautions. Don't have a party. Don't, I don't know. Just wear a mask. Just got, wear the mask. <laughs> wear, <laughs> wear the wear goddamn the mask. mask. Wear two masks. I mean, yeah. guess what? I've worn two masks before and you can still breathe. So mm -hmm. like, like if you can, if you wear two masks and breathe, you can definitely wear one mask and breathe. I, I, I will say this because, you know, Trevor and I have had a long conversation about masks yes. because, um, well, they, they just, they don't fit you. Do, do they, Trevor? Are you just ordering? No, like it's, I, I found X, X um, a 3XL mask on Etsy um that i think will be better than the masks i have just because you really can't breathe in those tiny normal size masks yes um yeah. mm -hmm. and you know i have really bad allergy i have allergy induced asthma so it's just i you know i can breathe it's not great it's unpleasant and my solution is you know i wear a mask when i'm out but i've just been going out less because mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to be that person who like rips off my mask and <laughs> picks a fight with someone at uh, the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I, I did don't... not rip off my mask. Don almost did that. I did not rip off my <laughs> mask. <laughs> well, I would be the do bad you, person. Do you, do, you sh <laughs> do you care to share the, uh, the experience or should we gloss over that one? <laughs> I'll share it if people want to hear it. <laughs> yes. Tell it. 
All right. So (laughs) I was at Ralph's. I was in the checkout line wearing my mask with all the other good people. And there's some dickwad at the front of the store, not wearing a mask, screaming at the manager about how he's infringing on his civil rights. Uh, You know, like this is bull crap. It's not real. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been watching these people on the news and I've been so angry at them for so long, but I've never seen one in real life. So I saw one in real life. I'm like, oh, I can unleash the rage. (laughs) And I just started shouting at them. Right. I don't remember specifically what I said. I know something like waste of human biomatter. And if you want to kill yourself, we're fine with that. But I'm buying broccoli here. Uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> and it was like someone had just like pulled a plug out of the dam because suddenly everyone yeah. in that line just started screaming at him, screaming at him, <laughs> except for the guy directly behind me who turned out to be a pro Trumper. Who started oh, shouting, oh, he's right, oh, he's absolutely right. It's infringing on our civil rights. Only 1% of people are going to die. They're <laughs> lying to you. But like, I turned around, I'm like, oh, you, do you know how many people 1% is? Like, I, I become completely incoherent. Um, and just, again, like, guy at the front of the store forgotten because now I have an object of hatred five feet from, six feet from me, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I don't even remember the things coming out of my mouth. He's shouting at me like fat ass communist, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and like, I'm responding to the communism part, which seems to confuse him. I'm like, what the fuck do you think a communist is? And he's like, <laughs> um, and he, he took, and so he starts to take a step towards me, like lifting his hands up. Like he wasn't going to punch me, but he was going to start shoving. And at that point, uh-huh. like, I am not, a, I've never been in a fist fight in my life, but at that moment, I'm like, I will take a punch for this cause. I am fine with this. And like, but my <laughs> brain goes into full on. Sherlock mode, right? The world's <laughs> slowing down. I'm like, his hand's going to touch me on the right shoulder. If I pivot and put the hand, like I will bring him down into the candy aisle and then I can put him down on the floor. And according to the news, it's okay for me to kneel on his neck. So yeah, there we go. Right. Uh, and just stay there for 20 minutes. Right. But instead, I don't know, I, I, this was not a conscious choice. I just remember my finger coming up between the two of us and saying to him, six fucking feet. <laughs> <laughs> and he backed up, at which point an incredibly bored looking security guard came up and stood between us. <laughs> Hashtag six fucking feet. Yeah. <laughs> this poor woman had been doing this all day, I think, because she did not look impressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so like I was so full of adrenaline for like 12 hours after that, but I felt so good afterwards. (laughs) I, I need to, I need to go shout at anti-maskers, you know? Yes. Actually, I've decided to stop calling them anti-maskers. I'm going to start calling them pro-covids. Pro-covid. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Well, cause I'm being more more positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I need to be more positive in my life. So they're going to be pro-covid. Pro-covid. Yeah, Say yes to life. <laughs> anyway, my tangent. <laughs> so, Trevor, do oh, we have I, a tip for today? Yes, we have a tip, a fun tip. Uh, Yo, life yay. is great. Quarantine life is, is great. good. <laughs> Forget about quarantine. Uh-huh. Um, so, I have been in search of a chair for a long time, and this is where Don was wondering about this. So, this is not an office chair. This is just um, in our bedroom. We have a little vanity where I do all of my, I don't know, my face lotioning and vitamin case filling and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And sometimes, you know, when I'm doing my full body uh, moisturizing, I will sit in that and listen to podcasts while I'm doing that. Um, 
But the, our previous chair, which uh, was that one of the ones that was made by your uncle, was it? Or was it repaired by him at some point? Oh, it, was, it was, I'm sure, repaired by my uncle at some point. Mm -hmm. my, mom, my uncle was a cabinet maker, a furniture maker, yeah. so it was a very handy mm -hmm. thing to have in the family. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace, that chair. Um, oh. There was a point where I... <laughs> I Did I mention how nice down. it was to have that in the family? <laughs> <laughs> I sat down and then I was just like on my back on the ground. And uh, this is probably like the second or third time where like a chair is broken. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> um, anyway, he's never moved that fast in his life. Yeah. Well, no, I was just like, I don't know. It was a strange feeling just being on the ground all of a sudden. <laughs> so I've, I've been looking to replace the chair since then. I've been hunting on Amazon. And other places, but I found something on Amazon and it is, it's nothing fancy. It is just a, a sturdy chair. Uh, it comes in black and red. It's a stainless um, steel frame, right? Yes. It is the flesh furniture Hercules series. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. Uh, rated for up to a, a thousand pounds. <laughs> How many pounds? A thousand pounds. Oh, there you go. And you can actually get a pack of them. So you can get one, two or four. The one oh, is fifty dollars. Wow. Uh, I think you get a slight uh, price, okay. but dude, these are these are very affordable. Yeah, they are. But but I would point out, as I mean, as Trevor said at the beginning, they're not roly roly office chairs. No, but but Trevor, don't you use it at your desk now? Yes, because so I have I have an office chair that supports me and is big enough for my butt, where it's not a problem. But I have the issue of you know my my belly and all this front meat um sticks out <laughs> quite a bit in front of me so if i'm trying to get close to my desk and if i'm working at my desk like if i bump into the desk the chair goes back because it's on because it's on the, wheels the old, the, the, the so I, I like to you need locking casters yes um <laughs> or, with that, or that thing they use when you're climbing mountains that hooks you to the the ledge you know? yes <laughs> crampons pitons pitons yes these pitons <laughs> Maybe some sort of strap system to hook myself to the desk if I... <laughs> there's, a climb, there's a climbing place near me. I wonder if they have office climbing gear. Yes. <laughs> or put your chair on like a bungee system where it just rolls you back again. Yes. <laughs> Bouncing all around. I was going to say the oscillation <laughs> die down eventually. Uh, and these chairs, the, the Hercules ones, stack. Oh, really? Uh, they're designed okay. to stack. I think it's... Uh, you can stack up to 12... And then I, I don't know what happens after you stack 12. I don't know if they uh, reset and compress back into one chair. <laughs> um, you have been warned not to stack them over 12. I don't. Well, when you see the size of them, <laughs> a 12 foot stack Hercules. would be, it would be Herculean. Yeah. Yeah. Hercules, not Sisyphus. Yeah. Um, there the you only, go. Back to zero. The cushion is nice. I thought it was um, clever. Never mind. <laughs> keep it. Keep it in the podcast. It'll be good. <laughs> uh, someone out there will agree with you michael the cushion is nice the only drawback which um oh, yes. the reviews are all positive but there are these like little bits of the frame that kind of stick out that um will dig into your thighs if you got big thighs like me but i in both situations like when it's in my office i put this little quilt i have on it and then when i've had it in the bedroom um i have a, like this I don't know, decorative towel that i put on it and that solves the problem of the little metal bits. Nice. Mm. Okay. But yeah, it's check it out. Uh, we'll put it on the website. I will actually put the links on the website this week because I didn't do that last week. Attaboy. Uh, and I'll go back and put those there. People don't need. Uh, I did actually once have someone be like, where's the links? 
the first time I was like, no one checks this. I'm not doing this. No, people do. People do. I know they do. Tell us if you do. When you said that, I was picturing the where's the beef lady like pulling up to your bedroom window. Where's the links? God oh, damn she's, it. This was supposed to be a link. She is so dead. <laughs> oh, no. Never. I mean, she is. Clara. She lives on forever in her Wendy's commercials. In our hearts and dreams. <laughs> Because that beef never digests. Well, <laughs> now that we've got so, all taken a on that seat, note, Don, uh, do you have a bit? Where's the I bit? Do since we were talking about Canadian healthcare today, I thought I would bring a new bit in called "Blame Canada." Blame <laughs> Canada. <laughs> um, so we've got we've got some fat and Canada facts here. No. So okay, uh, okay. multiple choice. That's a, that's the way we're going now. Uh, so mm -hmm. are you ready? Yes. All right. Yes. Famous well. fat actor John Candy, Canadian, uh, had a massive mm -hmm. career that spanned the 70s, 80s, and 90s, where he starred in incredibly successful movies. You probably know them. Uh, in 1984, he starred in Splash, the hit movie that made his career in the U.S. as a leading man. What role did he turn down when he made that movie? Hmm. A, hmm. a Chinese gangster boss in and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Do, uh, B... <laughs> From Ghostbusters, the role of Lewis Tully, made famous by Rick Moranis. Huh. C, hmm. villainous floating Baron Harkonnen from the David uh. Lynch adaptation of Dune. Or D, Beverly Hills Cop as young detective Billy Rosewood, the role that made Judge Reinhold famous. I'm going to say the Ghostbusters one because I yeah. feel like I read that. Yeah, that's who he pals around with. That's, that's what I'm going to go with, too. That was the second one, right, Don? That's the second one. Okay, we got three for Ghostbusters. I think yes. so. And the I correct answer is Ghostbusters. Yeah. He actually turned down the role because he didn't really get how he could make it funny. Uh, like he wanted to play it German with like a bunch of dogs. Um, oh, dear. And oh. He, he was, he, it was sort of an amicable parting ways. But as a side of trivia bit, he did, in fact, end up in a form of Ghostbusters when he started. He when he had a small role in the Ghostbusters music, music video uncredited. <laughs> okay. So, wow. That's wow. random. Like he was literally <laughs> passing by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question two Canada is one of the fattest countries in the world. What has been claimed to be a major factor in this fact? A. Cheap sugars in their food provided by the Canadian Maple Syrup Reserve. B. NAFTA. <laughs> C. Immigration from the United States. Hmm. Or D, <laughs> the increasing quality of Canadian television. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go uh, with NAFTA. It's got to be NAFTA. Got a NAFTA? That's what I'm going with. All right. I, Not the real I reason, but the said reason. You know. <laughs> I, I, want it, I want it to be because Americans are immigrating there. So that's why I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say NAFTA too, because I would just say the maple syrup reserve, but I know that they're actually like, there's a whole thing with them and maybe dangerously syrup. low. So, <laughs> well, okay. So we've got uh, two for NAFTA, one for immigrants. And the correct answer is NAFTA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've been blaming NAFTA for basically flooding the Canadian market with cheap sugar additives. I believe, I believe the word you're casting about for is crap. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, uh, question three. Justin Trudeau may be the best known Canadian politician in the U.S., but Rob Ford is likely a close oh. second. The former mayor of Toronto grew mm. famous for smoking crack on video and denying it for months <laughs> before admitting he was, in fact, did use it that one time. 
that one time. Which of the following things did he not also become famous for? Oh, boy. All right. Which of these four things did he not do? A, walking face first into a camera at a city hall in front of a swarm of reporters. (laughs) B, winning an arm wrestling match against wrestler Hulk Hogan. C, claimed he never said he wanted to eat a certain woman's pussy because I'd never do that. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. (laughs) (laughs) Or D, claimed it wasn't crack. It was meth. When he was caught on camera smoking crack a second time. <laughs> I Which, did he not do? Which one of those four things did he not I, do? You know, I thought Ooh, I had I it until D. you mentioned the last one. Yeah, I, I thought I had it until you mentioned that last one. I bet he didn't do that. I think D. D? But I want to say walking into a camera. Oh, okay. He, he totally did that. All right. Uh, we've got one for walking into a camera and two <laughs> It wasn't crack. It was meth when he was caught on camera smoking crack. (laughs) The correct answer of the things he did not do was, in fact, D. It wasn't crack. But however, he was caught on camera smoking crack a second time. He just never made the (laughs) disclaimer about it being meth. (laughs) That that makes sense. All right. This is my favorite one for obvious reasons. It will become clear soon. Uh, Our final question. Canada's most famous culinary contribution to the world is the dish Uh, poutine, (laughs) which consists of French fries covered in gravy and half melted cheese curds. While it's never really (laughs) caught on in the United States, it did have a surge of popularity in the 70s in New York and New Jersey, where it was known as what? A. Oh. Canada Crunchies. (laughs) B. Disco Fries. C. Mm Moose potatoes <laughs> or D Mounty Munch. I really like the names you've come up with here. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of I've heard of Disco Fries, but that just might be fries. I I've heard of Disco Fries too, but now I don't know if it's actually a reference. It's to that, possible though. that all of these are in fact potato dishes. It's possible. I'm not saying it is. I think Disco <laughs> I, Fries is the I think it's Disco Fries because I know Disco Fries are like group fries with a topping and i feel like it maybe started out as a riff on poutine i'm saying disco fries because that's the only one that i know is an actual thing i believe the other things are things given don's excitement (laughs) (laughs) he's just a potato mad fool i love me some good potatoes uh dan what are you feeling i i I think got two for disco fries I, I think I hate I hate to just go with the flow, but it's but it's good. I think it's disco fries. Okay, we've got three going with disco fries. The correct answer mm-hmm. is in fact yes, disco fries. Okay. Yay! But- they earned that name because they were a popular treat uh, at nightclubs and late night diners across the city where people would go after dancing. But there is no there is no there is no and I made up oh. the other three. <laughs> I was hoping you really the other three. He was. He looks like the cat who ate the canary because he made up those terms and he was proud of it. I was very proud. I'm very proud of Mountie Munch. Mountie Munch. That sounds some, like Mountie something completely different. 
It kind of does. <laughs> it does. I've seen some Mountie pictures where I'd be interested in finding out what a Mountie munch Going is. Going so. spread eagle on that <laughs> Mountie munch. There's eagle spread? You, that just comes as a topping? No gravy and no gravy and cheese curds if we're doing that. Just, <laughs> Wait, is going spread eagle on a Mountie the American, like, joining the Canadian? Like, eagle and the, and the moose? I don't and... know, but it'll bring our two countries closer together, that's for sure. <laughs> or open a portal to hell! <laughs> <laughs> when the all right trevor playing a song okay before this goes off well <laughs> what a time we've had but it's time to go so what do you do <laughs> what do you do when you go you check us out on social media we're on <laughs> we're on twitter and instagram as at what are we as oh my god at big fat gay pod <laughs> We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us a five-star review there. <laughs> Our website is www.bigfatgaypod.com. Um, we, uh, is it that or is it big? Oh my God, I always get this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's yes, Big it, Fat that's Gay it. Pod. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review Leave us a five-star Apple review Podcast. on Apple Podcast. Um, on Facebook, on can you do that on Stitcher? I don't know who's listening on yeah. Stitcher. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least one person. Yay! They better. <laughs> Although weirdly, our episodes go up a day late on Stitcher, and I don't really? know why. Yeah, it takes twenty four hours for them to go live there. Must be the time zone. <sighs> I have no idea. They're scanning them for explicit material. Well, uh, <laughs> that's what that's what's too happening. Too late. If you're listening in the car. <laughs> There's someone spread eagle behind you. <laughs> and he wants to share some Mountie Munch. Look out. Look out. <laughs> <laughs>